Welcome to Lessons from Earth School, a podcast where we deep dive into real stories of healing and transformation. Stories that resonate with the depths of your soul, that give you a new perspective, and that bring you a feeling of being less alone in the world. Come for the wisdom, stay for the laughs, and leave transformed. Today, I have a very special treat for you on the podcast. I have interviewed the incredible Rani Green, who is I am the glitch on Instagram. She is a fasting detox coach and hypnotherapist, and she is an absolute legend and has gone through so much in her life and just really used different modalities to heal her body on every single level and has completely transformed into this absolute amazing gem of a person. She is so inspiring and this episode I'm going to listen to again and again because her energy is just so contagious and she just is truly so inspiring. So stay right till the end. She has some incredible messages for you all and I'm really excited for you to dive into this episode. So enjoy. Welcome Rani to the Lessons from Earth School podcast. I'd love to know, um, you sound like you've had a really big year, so I'd love to know what lessons did 2023 bring up for you? This year, yeah, you're right. Um, This year has been the biggest year for me in terms of personal growth, um, in terms of business, like everything. Like this has been the year that has completely changed my life. So um yeah I mean it was just this year was just about lessons and lessons and lessons and it was like death and rebirth it was just like this whole train of death and rebirth and now I feel like I'm finally at the last like rebirth like this is it so um uh, how do I answer this in like the short way probably what was the question what is the biggest lesson yeah what what lessons did 2023 bring up for you just keep going, just keep going, just hold the vision so clear and so strong, even though, even when everything is just like completely turning to shit, just hold the vision, keep going and keep putting in the work, especially on the energetic level. And it's like, everything is going to be okay. You know, the only reason that people fail is because they give up. And the reason that people succeed is because they they keep going when others would give up, right? So it's just like hold the vision, you know, do whatever you have to do energetically to be a match for like what you're stepping into and just like give it a red hot go. Like you have to be all in. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that in that um, this year really asked me to be become a different version of myself. And so like the version of myself from the start of the year I'm like who is she like yeah there's been there's been massive changes so that sounds really exciting yeah it's it's, I feel like it's been like that for a lot of people you know like after Mm -hmm. the past couple of years of absolute craziness and you know everything's just been flipped upside down it's like this year I feel like has been a really big year of growth because we've had a little bit more sort of stability and we've 
we haven't had all these lockdowns and all of this sort of madness happening. So it's like we've gone through all these lessons and now it's like, okay, cool. Like, what are we going to do with that now? Like now things are stable enough that we can really step into like growing and changing things and like taking those risks. So I feel like it's just been such a huge year for everyone. Like I, I feel like it's an unforgettable year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely resonated with what you said about um, just keep going because there were so many periods of, this year for me as well that I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? Or is it ever going to be better? And, you know, sometimes it would just last for such a long time that I would kind of start losing hope. And then all of a sudden I would turn a corner and something like miraculous would happen. So I think that's a really important message for people to, you know, sometimes you can't see around the corner until you get to it and sometimes you don't know when that's coming but it's always worth persevering yeah yeah so what would you say was your biggest challenge this year and how did you overcome it oh my biggest challenge i mean like there were so many you know i pretty much started the year with a 70-day fast um so that was pretty full-on Um, I started really unwell and then I, you know, I started this big fast and then really like when that sort of all started happening, like things, things started changing, but I guess like there's just so, so many challenges. There's just, there's so many, it's, I keep getting so carried away. That was the question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I'd love to hear more about your cleanse. That sounds, um, or your fast, sorry, that sounds amazing. Um, what inspired you to do that? And, um, what what came out of that? Um, I was really unwell. So when I used to work in corporate, actually in sales, and I, you know, was making great money and it was it was all well and good, but it was like it wasn't fulfilling enough, you know. So I actually left that. I walked away from a really beautiful life um, in order to move home and to to start on my journey of having a business and having you know something that was really aligned with my soul and my values. And, um, yeah, when I moved home and I actually hated my hometown, you know, I had no friends there. I, I hated everything about us. It was a really big thing for me to move there. But when I moved there, I got really unwell and it was like the universe just like put me on my ass for a year. And I was, I was so unwell. I could barely walk. Um, I would just lie in bed and cry. I had like chronic insomnia, I was getting treated for fibromyalgia and hypothyroidism, um, but I never got a proper diagnosis. And for that, I'm actually really grateful for because when you get a diagnosis, you sort of attach onto that. And of course, if you're believing that you have that, you know, diagnosis, then you are going to have that because you're telling every cell in your body, I have fibromyalgia. So I'm really grateful I didn't get the diagnosis, but, um, you know, I was really unwell and I was like, what do I even do? you know, in this situation, it was just terrible. And one of my friends actually started doing the fast and she did an 89 day fast. And she showed the whole, she showed everything that was happening on the journey, you know? Um, And I was like, holy crap, this is what I need to do. I need to get really, really deep inside and like get rid of so much waste and so much crap that's in our bodies. And, um, I'm, yeah, I, I just, I didn't even question doing it. I just knew that I was in a safe place. I didn't have to worry too much about money because I was living back at home. I could take time off work. 
And I just needed to dive into this fast and clear this stuff so that I could be healthy. And yeah, I knew that it was going to be emotionally challenging and mentally challenging and spiritually challenging. And it was, yeah, what you asked before, you know, the biggest challenge, it, it was, it was the fast, but it was like so many challenges within that, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. being hungry because, you know, hunger, you can sort of just expect that you're going to be hungry, but it was the fact that when you do these fasts, the, the things that you've suppressed inside for so long, they come to the surface and you can't turn to food. You can't turn to comfort, you know, for these sorts of things, you have to really feel it to heal it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had to do. And it was painful. And I did dry fasting as well. So that's no liquids, not for the whole 70 days, but for a few days, um, you know, one to three days every week, I would do dry fasting and like, no, no, you can't have any liquids. You can't even have a shower. And it was cold and I was like skinny and I had no friends there. And I was just like, I just felt like I was fading back to into source. Like I, I honestly felt like, you know, and that's what you were saying before really resonated with me. Like I felt like the universe had like forgotten about me or like God, source, creator. I felt like I was just like fading, fading away and was like, when's it going to be my turn? You know, mm. when's it going to be my turn for happiness? When's it going to be my turn my, my for abundance? You know, like I just, that was probably like so challenging was just the pain that came out through that fast was like nothing I've ever experienced before. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's it kind of like good. your wounds finally have the opportunity to present themselves. Yeah. And I think it's like, ultimately you find the core wound like the master wound the wound that all the other ones just pile on top of and it's often something like along the lines of i am uniquely flawed or fucked up or the universe just doesn't care about me specifically everyone else can have whatever they want except me and the great irony of that is that all of us feel that way sometimes it's like the universal feeling so it's just really ironic that it's um that it's like that but yeah it's it's really interesting when you're finally faced with everything because often it's not in the times when we're going 100 miles an hour and we're burning ourselves out because the body is in fight or flight it's Mm -hmm. when the body finally gets to that ability to go into the parasympathetic state and rest and that's when you can finally like everything kind of comes to the surface whether that's health wise or thoughts or beliefs and all that stuff so i totally um i feel you and i completely (laughs) like salute you and applaud you for facing that and not turning to um things because I often turn to food for comfort food and when I want to numb or distract myself, it's like, you know, how good do you feel when you have some hot chips or some hot chocolate or something yeah. like that? And when you don't it's have those... It's feels so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like any other addiction. It's like it's the hit and, yeah, yeah. and it prevents you often from actually facing the reason why, you know, the addiction or the grasping is happening in the first place and to go down and actually heal the wound from its core roots is just so powerful 
because then you're like free of that. You're free of the charge and yeah. the ways in which it held you back. So I'd yeah. love to know how your life has changed since you came off that fast. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm not living in my hometown, which I hated so much. Um, I actually ended up moving from Wollongong, that's where I'm originally from, to um, a farm that I bought into in central Queensland. Um, and I was just living my best life in a swag, you know, just living in the orchards. It was great. It was really, really good for my my nervous system. I felt like, oh, I'm starting to like relax. Like this is this is what it feels like. Um, and of course, but me, me being me, I was like, oh, this feels a little bit too good, you know. Okay, now I need to choose something that absolutely scares the crap out of me and requires the most amount of growth. So I decided to book a one-way ticket to Thailand. <laughs> so, so here I am living in Thailand. I just moved into this beautiful house yesterday. I actually have a cat on my bed that just randomly walked in last night, this little kitten. So now I, ha now I have a cat. Um, but I live in this gorgeous house in the most beautiful area. It ticks all the boxes and so much more. Um, yeah, I work online. My, my social media blew up. I actually... Um, went from like two and a half thousand followers to 20,000, 25,000 in the space of maybe a couple of months, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, was allowed me to move overseas and work online completely. Um, my health has significantly improved. I don't have fibromyalgia anymore. I don't, I don't have those symptoms, not that, you know, I ever had that, but I don't have any of those symptoms. I can walk, I can move, I can exercise without being like in pain or chronically fatigued. My life has literally just boomed mm. and, it, and it boomed because I did the hard work. You know, it was so painful to look at myself and to really dig deep, but it was just so worth it because clearing all of this stuff energetically and physically, right, mm. and, and on every level allowed me to step into that next level of my life and call in a life of everything that I've ever dreamed of, you know, abundance, a beautiful home, beautiful people in my life, an online business that I'm, you know, so in my purpose and I get to help people every day. And, you know, I've really, I, the fasting was a big part of that. But another big part of it was definitely celibacy and quitting alcohol and also microdosing on mushrooms. So those, those four things I really really put my growth um, of this year down to because, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was so broke, I couldn't even afford food. You know, like I literally had to steal food just to eat. So yeah, the fact that I'm here now is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's really incredible. Um, that's, that's really cool that you've been on such a, like a deep transformative healing journey. Oh. I know that for a lot of us that kind of that opportunity presents at certain points in our lives when we're not kind of running on a hundred miles an hour like sometimes it comes around midlife when you know the kids are out of the house or yeah. at you know when people come to retire when people go on holidays or extended leave it's like that's kind of the time all this or when stuff. they get an injury as well, when they break yeah. a bone or something happens in their life just stops. Yeah. Yeah, like sickness or a diagnosis or an injury or something like that. And yeah, it's yeah. easy to run, but when sometimes 
it kind of catches up with you and when you don't have a million things to distract yourself every day you kind of finally faced with it all and the question is well what do you do with that do you turn and face it head on and kind of empower yourself in that way or do you go back into your cycles of addiction and numbing and stuff because you know I've been in that cycle I was addicted to a number of different substances and things in my life and numbed a lot for a really long time and then when you stop doing it it all comes up because it never goes away it just sits there so yeah, yeah, good on you. That that was pretty incredible. Um, yeah, good I kind on of, you as well. Oh, thank you. I've sort of had a similar experience in that I went to Egypt in September. And when I got back since then, it kind of opened this can of worms where I've been kind of in this healing phase as well, like um, basically crying every day, just processing various things and Mm -hmm. just all these kind of flashbacks and memories that I'd forgotten are all coming up. And so I'm kind of dealing with that now. And I've really noticed a difference in my body. Like I know that um, I'm a big believer that um, the body stores the emotions until we express them, when we release them. Um, That's when, you know, often pain and chronic pain and things like that goes away because tension is chronic tension and often it's held because the brain is signaling to the body we're not safe we're in this unsafe environment we're in this kind of trauma based environment and long after you actually get out of that environment your brain and your body still thinks it's in there because you've not processed it so mm-hmm. it's until we actually process those things that the muscles can actually relax so that's something that i've been um looking into lately and um, addressing lately is chronic pain and that chronic pain in my body that i've been carrying for a couple of decades so yeah i feel you on that and actually the course i'm doing is designed for people with fibro and um chronic health conditions like that so yeah it's really interesting that your experience, you've had the same kind of thing in your past. Um, yeah, so the, this is on all levels, right? It's not mm. just like the physical, it's like, of course, it's like every single realm, every single level, it's like the same thing will present itself differently. So it's like when you heal one of them, it's like you heal that whole thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah it like, works on so many levels. And that's why um, I'm really focused on root cause, like dealing with the root cause, because it's like, it's like when you get into this rhythm of going to the physio or chiropractor every two weeks for your whole life, they're Mm. treating the symptoms, they're treating like the end effect, they're not actually treating the root cause. And for me, I believe the root cause is always like some trauma or some belief or some mental blockage that you believe about yourself that resides in your body that's actually kind of toxic to the body and so you know when we experience things like microdosing or um plant medicine journeys that all brings it all up because it kind of shuts off the conscious part of your brain which is trying to protect you from the things that you're meant to be really looking at and it forces you to look at them which is why um plant medicine and microdosing and things can be such a fast track to 
to so much deep, deep and really profoundly transformative healing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, you can do it without it, but it's certainly. Um, and fasting as well. I put fasting in that same exactly. category. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. So during the fast, you tell, tell me about that. Um, what did that look like? And on the dry fast days, you didn't have any water or any liquids. Is that right? Yeah. yeah I've actually got the whole thing up on YouTube documenting the journey. Like oh, cool. it's very, very graphic. I don't leave out any, um, anything. <laughs> it's all there. Um, so if anyone's interested in like, yeah, doing a fast or just seeing the journey or just seeing like what is actually in our bodies that we need to get out because it's making us so sick, then definitely check that out. Um, but do you want me to run you through like the protocol, like what I was like taking or even, yeah. Were you taking supplements and were you just, um, obviously avoiding food, but were you having juices? Were you having smoothies? Like. Yeah, just a yeah, rough idea correct. of what it looks like. And I'll link the um I'll link your YouTube in the show notes and people can have a look. Yeah, I followed the master fast system. So we only drink grape juice on that. And it's Concord grape juice. And the reason, so this is fasting is like my my thing. I'm I'm a chronic faster. I love it. I coach people and I have protocols. I'm obsessed with it. Um, because it, you know, because of everything it does on every level. Um, but this particular one was the master fast system. The Concord grape juice has the malic and the tartaric acids in it. So they help break down the heavy metals, the candida, the mucoplaque, the waste, the parrot, like ugh, all of it. So you, that's like that's like the, the best fruit that you can get is the grape, the Concord grape, the, the king of all grapes. And um, basically you, you drink about two to three litres of this a day and it's cooked as in it's pasteurised, it's heated. So it's not, you don't drink it hot, but it, you know, you buy it in a bottle. So you wake up, you'd have um, a binder, which is actually something that now I sell because it's just such an awesome product, but you wake up, you'd actually have um, herbal tinctures first. So like 15 different herbal tinctures. And then you'd wait a little while and they had alcohol in them as well. And like, I don't drink and like, you know, obviously when you're fasting, you can't eat. So it was fun. I was like, oh, this is, you know, I get a little bit of a kick out of this. Like this is something to look forward to when you literally have no fun in your life and everything's miserable because you're fasting. Uh, so that sort of got me through. But, yeah, you'd wake up, you'd have the tinctures, then you'd have a binder, which is psyllium husk bentonite clay activated charcoal, and then you you start having the juice. So two to three litres of juice um, with lemon juice as well. Um, you don't drink any water. So this is a no water fast. So I didn't drink a drop of water except in this tea that I had. Um, yeah, so it was, you wait, I haven't done it for a while, so I'm like, I have to refresh my memory. So you wake up, you have the tinctures and this kidney tea that helps your kidneys. Then you wait about half an hour, you have the binder, and then you wait, I think, about half an hour to 60 minutes, and then you have the juice. Mm -hmm. You also have to do a lot of enemas as well. So enemas or colonics, because you want to be getting this waste out of your body as quick as possible. So there's a lot of time spent in the bathroom because you're having to do so many enemas, but the stuff that comes out is insane, is absolutely mm. crazy. Like I can't even just, just go and watch the videos and you, you'll understand. Um, and then you basically repeat that same thing in the afternoon and then mm -hmm. you do 12 hours of dry fasting. So 
you know, from like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. You just don't have any water, any liquids, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it was I've done a lot of water fasts. So grape juice fast was a lot easier because you still get to taste things, you know, mm-hmm. I like and, and you have a routine. So it's not like you're just sitting around like looking at the clock. It's like you've got a you've got structure and you've got routine. And that's what makes when you do a fast, when you actually follow a proper protocol, it just makes it so much easier so much easier so that was what the the general day-to-day looked like um and then on the dry fasting days yeah we we do you're supposed to do like a 24-hour dry fast once a week and then a longer one every uh, i think once a month you do like a three day and every three months you do like a seven day or something like that so the the dry fasting is really like the deepest state of healing um because your body goes into a state of really deep autophagy they've just done some studies on this recently because fasting and autophagy and that sort of stuff it's not very it's not studied very much um because obviously it's something that works so they're not going to put money yeah there's probably not much money in it yeah (laughs) exactly there's not a lot of money in fasting um so studies that have come out that when you're doing dry fasting one one day of dry fasting equals three days of water fasting. So the benefits are just absolutely insane. Your body goes into, yeah, like I said, deep state of autophagy, which is when the healthy cells will recycle the dead and dying and sick cells and recycle them into healthy new cells. So it's crazy what our bodies do when we literally just give them the time and space to heal themselves. We're so busy trying to, take medicine and take this and take all these different things right to heal our bodies Mm. our bodies know how to heal themselves but it's like just stop and just just let it like you know actually have some faith in your body have some faith in yourself so the dry fasting is crazy it actually um the cells under pressure will split and create hydrogen and actually hydrate your body i know people that have dry fasted for 21 days and they have been so full of energy. It lifts your your vibration, like your frequency. Like I've never experienced anything like it. Like I'm so at one with everything. Everything in my life is flowing. Like if I have to call up and like do difficult things with like banking or, you know, annoying things that usually take so long. It was like, I remember one day I was like sorting all this stuff out and I was like, this is so easy. Like how how is this so easy? Like I was like, supposed to cost me so much money I was like saving all this money like no phone queues I was like everything is in flow mm. and like emotions come up but you feel them in like the most beautiful way it's not like a painful way of like I oh, you know, sadness or like whatever it's like you can really just like almost observe yourself from a different perspective and like feel the emotion and let it go in a mm-hmm. really like beautiful way rather than it than it like hurting. I don't know how to explain it, but it dry fasting is like pure magic. But it's yeah. hard. It is hard. Like there was times where I thought I was dying. Um and I was like, I think I'm gonna have to break the dry fast because I think I'm actually probably gonna die in my sleep. So it's not something that you should ever just jump into. Um it's something you should like take slowly and take with precaution. But that's where the magic is. Mm, yeah mm. I'm a big believer that the body is a self-healing organism and we just need to 
get out of the way, um, potentially sometimes support it. But most of the yeah. time we're just getting in its way. And yeah, we, we burden it with like so many toxins. And, you know, I read somewhere that the average woman puts 187 like chemicals onto her body every day, um, just in like beauty products and things like that, which is just crazy. And that's not even starting with the food that you eat. And yeah, we just have everywhere. to be really everywhere. And that's the thing, like, it's not just as simple as eating healthy and exercising anymore. You yeah. know, the amount of toxicity and radiation that our bodies are exposed to every single day it's like we need to like give our bodies that helping hand. We need to give it that little bit of support. We need to do regular fasting. We need to like actually take care of our bodies properly because, you know, hundreds of years ago we didn't have all this radiation, we didn't have this terrible air quality, food quality, water quality, all this stuff, and we were fasting quite regularly, whereas now it's like eat five meals a day and like, you know, it's, it's like our bodies just can't keep up with the amount of, amount of waste that, we're coming into contact with so we just need to help it yeah mm. and how often would you fast um i would say like i would i would ideally love to dry fast every sunday um i i think that's like a really good time but see the thing is fasting once a week doing a dry fast is is amazing but for women you have to take into account you know your cycle and all that sort of stuff so for men every Sunday would be great um but for women you know not not when you're getting close closer to actually getting your period um but doing a doing a three to like seven day fast would be great seasonally mm -hmm. doing something like seasonally would be ideal but yeah you know doing a little bit of intermittent fasting and like when you get sick not eating like that's the biggest thing mm -hmm. right is people get sick and they're like oh I need to eat it's like you've lost your appetite for a reason. Like I, I, humans are the only species that eat when they're sick. It's like there's a reason why dogs will go and eat grass and vomit. There's a reason that they won't eat, you know, food that animals won't eat because they intuitively know that they just have to let their body go into that state of ketosis and autophagy where you're chewing through all of the toxins and all of the, all of the crap and getting rid of it. By eating, we're just suppressing, we're just like, it's just going to get worse and worse. So it's like just, yeah, it's just one of those things like with emotions as well. It's like just feel it to heal it, mm. you know, like if the further you keep pushing it down and eating or like pushing it away, the worse it's just going to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the food, it's like just another way in which we're getting in the way of the body healing itself. And yeah, yeah that same sort of thing, like my personal belief and I haven't had a fever for years i haven't been sick for a really long time but when i have a fever that's the body raising my body's temperature to fight something naturally and so when we take something like panadol to get rid of the fever you're actually interrupting your body's healing yeah. mechanism um and so yeah just things like that you just start to become aware of and more conscious of and the body's not stupid it doesn't do things you know just for the hell of it there's always a function to it there's always a purpose there's always a really good reason and so what you're saying to me makes perfect sense to me and yeah i think fasting is something that i've always um 
been reluctant around and I've done like a juice cleanse where I've had fruit juices for a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's not really a proper cleanse. Um, so yeah, I'm really interested in, I'll definitely be reading up on your protocols and looking into that because I think you're right. I think we need a protocol. I think we need like some information of this is how you do it properly because definitely. you know, we can all Google something or make something up, but yeah. you know, things that are tried and tested and things like the the grape juice which actually i understand what you're saying and how it actually helps the fasting process so why would we be consuming a bunch of stuff during a fast that's actually getting in the way of the fast and the body repairing itself in that time so that makes total sense to me i'll um link the i'll I'll include a link to your protocols and your information on fasting as well um is there anything else you'd like to cover? Would you like to talk more about your new house? Um, I'd love to just touch on protocols and, and not yeah, necessarily sure. mine in general, but just the importance of following a proper plan. So yeah. I have done, oh, my God, I can't even count how many fasts I've done. And I have coached so many people on this thing. And now we look at fasting and we go like, oh, yeah, it's pretty easy, right? You just stop eating for a couple of days. How hard can it be? But with me and the things that I've noticed in myself and my clients is that, you know, fasting is easy. It's what you do before the fast and it's what you do after the fast that is going to make or break the whole process because you really need to go in having healthy habits, being really grounded in yourself because in the hard times, these are the things that you're going to fall back on right, is you're going to need to like fall back on meditation or journaling or doing breath work or having some sort of movement that is going to save you in the hard times and going in like, you know how they say, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So it's good to go in fully equipped, like I'm so prepared for this. I know exactly what I'm doing. I've got all the products here for tape for, for the fast and for when I'm breaking it, because when you go in, like that, you're setting yourself up for success. And that's the thing. People will just jump into a fast and they will fail. And then they're like, oh, you know, fasting was too hard or, you know, they have this bad taste in their mouth about fasting. And I'm like, no, you just didn't do what you had to do before. You really got to prepare for it mentally and, you know, get everything ready for it. And the post-fast, the breaking of the fast, look, I have broken the fast some stupid ways when I was younger and I did more damage to my gut than good I shouldn't have even fasted like it was the whole thing was actually detrimental to my health so these are two things I'm really passionate about when it comes to fasting is like before it and and when you're breaking it and after because you you've just been in this deep state of healing and then it's like you're coming out of it your digestive system is shut down if you're going to have heavy foods or alcohol or like you know gluten or like stuff that's processed you are just completely like ruining your gut like you are just your body is just like gonna hate you for it so i really encourage everyone like make sure you're breaking the fast as safe and as slow as you can like you just want to ease in and ease out you don't want it to be clunky like Mm. be super careful with the breaking of the fast yeah Mm. I like drill it into people. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, I better eat a big night 
you know, big meal the night before I do like a one day juice fast. Um, but yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose. And then, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean completely. And breaking your fast, what you break your fast with is super important. And on that note, what, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting and breakfast and all of those things? Um, I think that the, the less we eat, the better. Like I think that we eat too much um, and most people aren't even using that much energy. I think that the, the best thing to honestly, and this is what I say to all my clients, like you know your body better than anyone else. Like there's no one size fits all. Like if do whatever makes you feel good and is working for you. But for me personally, like, I, you know, every time you eat, you're raising insulin and like, you know, th there's so much going on in the body every single time that you literally put something in your mouth. So the less that you, the less times that you put something in your body and you're having to digest it and, you know, the insulin, and everything's changing, the better. If you can eat like twice a day or, you know, they say like, I heard this really good quote the other day. It was like, you eat three times. It wasn't this, but it was something like, you know, if you eat three times, you're eating to be sick. If you're eating two times, it's like, you know, moderate. And then if you're eating once a day, it's like for optimal health. But, you know, with women, it is a little bit harder. But I think it's just like trust your body and just, you know, intermittent fast at like certain times um, in, you know, in, in your cycle. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting because lately, I reckon in the last two months since I got back from Egypt, I've been eating two meals a day which is really unusual for me. Um, and I've just really been craving like liquids in the morning. Like I start my morning with a glass of uh, lemon in water with a pinch of salt, and then I'll have a cacao and then maybe Yum. a tea. And then around midday, I'll have my first meal, which is usually like yeah. um, a sandwich or um, like meat and veggies something like that. And then I'll eat once again around six o'clock and that would be Perfect. it. And yeah, I just feel really good with that. And even though I'm exercising, I'm dancing, I'm doing a lot of stuff, it's more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, that, that's the best way to do it. It's just like intuitively eat. And I think that we've, we've like a lot of us have, we don't trust our bodies. You know, we don't trust mm -hmm. ourselves and I think it is about tapping back into your intuition and connecting back in with your body and just asking it what it wants. You know, like I'd actually urge, you know, anyone who doesn't really trust themselves or their intuition to to learn how to do um, muscle testing on yourself and you can just muscle test, you know, am I hungry? Yes. Okay. Do I want to have fats? No. Do I want to have protein? Yes. Well, you know, you can muscle test so much to get, like the exact answer out of your body and eat eat that way and then you become more in tune with it so yeah i'm sure there'll be some stuff on youtube um but yeah muscle testing or like sort of self-kinesiology i guess yeah i think we've really lost um that connection to ourselves and our intuition i know i experienced that a bit and it took me quite a bit to kind of yeah start thinking even thinking to ask my body mm -hmm. what it wants because so many times our body's like don't eat that and then we override it and then yeah. i feel like that voice starts to get quieter and quieter and quieter because it's just so used to being overridden and so one way we can start connecting back with that voice and um getting it to be louder and louder and clearer and clearer so we can actually hear 
and feel what's right right for us at any given yeah. time is just yeah checking in with yourself like when I go to eat breakfast when I go to do a routine thing is this really what I want today is this really what I feel like and just having that pattern interrupt when you're doing something out of habit do I really yeah. want a coffee like I stopped drinking coffee like cold turkey probably about four years ago now and I just feel so good and good. for a really long time I was like my body was like stop drinking coffee stop drinking coffee and I was like what are you talking mm -hmm. about and I yeah. just overrode it and then one day it was yeah over the Christmas period I was like well I've got nothing to lose nothing really to do so I just stopped drinking coffee and never drank coffee again so yeah that's just an example of something that people can do just to interrupt that pattern and really ask yourself you know maybe this was serving me a year ago or two years ago or three months ago but is this what my body wants today and just re re-establishing that connection um yeah, so I do you that. do you muscle <laughs> test yourself um it's something that i i have been doing more and more but it's something that like I will just forget about it, you know, and I'm, I do a lot of fasting. So, um, but I think like that's sort of the way that I want to live by. And like sometimes I'm like, oh, if I'm not feeling like really that connected to my body or I'm sort of like trying to justify something that I know I shouldn't have, I'll do I'll do some muscle testing and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. no, I'm going to pick what my body wants, you know, but um, I've actually got a pendulum as well and pendulums will work the same. Mm -hmm. because essentially that's just like an extension of your body so I feel like that's like a cool little sort of like tool that you can have as well just to connect with yourself but um yeah I, I it's just awesome it's like why am I even guessing what my body wants when I can literally just ask it mm -hmm. I really want to learn how to muscle test on myself I actually had a friend over today and I got this um free um, protein powder and something that I ordered and I asked her to muscle test whether it's good for me or not because um, it had stevia in it and I don't uh, have stevia. Um, I'm a big, big no-no <laughs> on stevia. It's yeah. um, really funny that people think it's so benign. Um, I oh, have it makes very me different. so sick. I yeah. can't even, probably the thing that makes me, me sick about everything. Yeah. yeah Terrible so everything yeah yeah and it's it actually prevents ovulation so um it's hidden in so many foods and like health foods and yeah. women and men are drinking it not that men ovulate but women are drinking it um and possibly trying to conceive and then wondering why they're not having any success when oh, meanwhile yeah. there's stevia and everything um I think it's yeah. actually used as a contraception in some third world countries because it prevents ovulation. So, and um, it's in everything. And in it's in West everything. Um, I think there's only one brand of kombucha in Australia that doesn't have it. Um, yeah. So, That's yeah, you, I just like a few years ago, I just started reading all the labels to everything I ate. <laughs> And yeah, haven't stopped because so many things are in so many just things yeah. that you would think is so benign and safe and healthy, but it's just marketing. It's just marketing yeah. like that. It's not actually safe or healthy. So don't come to Thailand. They put sugar and GMO and seed oils in everything. Mm. Yeah. 
it's terrible yeah even here like the health foods a lot of them are cooked in seed oils or sunflower oils and it's like well what's the point of even eating it um and yeah um for anyone listening who's not familiar um i will probably do a separate podcast episode on all the um things i've learned about food that i wish i knew sooner because yeah it's been it's been a really eye-opening situation the last few years because i've really been a lot more health focused probably over the last five years um, yeah you look super healthy like, oh you thank really you so do you i was just gonna say you look so oh. glowing and when you said you fasted yeah well when you said you fasted for um however many days i was like what but you look so healthy before yeah. you started explaining it so yeah i'm definitely a convert I'd, i will definitely be looking into your protocols for fasting because that sounds amazing yeah yeah i love it is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we wrap up I guess like probably my biggest thing and like what I'm sort of known for is like I'm very opinionated. Um, I'm very loud. I'm not afraid to say what I think. Um, and I'm I'm someone who takes risks. I'm I'm so I so believe in like lead by example, you know. And I have to. That's why I do scary things. That's why I do really crazy things like a vipassana and move overseas and move into a tent and do a fast and. I do all these crazy things and I share it with people is because I want people to know that they can do it too. I want people to know that it's like what they want to do and like what they want to achieve. It's so there, you know, and I just want people to just go for it, like go for it. I know there's so many people that are just sitting at home and, you know, are at work and they're just like, they know they're meant for more. They have this passion, you know, they're, they're at a job that's just soul-sucking. They have, like, a mediocre life and they're, like, surely, like, it gets better than this, right? I'm here to urge you to take that risk, like, take it back to yourself, like, trust yourself, give it everything that you have, you know? Like, my my 30th birthday on Sunday and, like, my promise to myself is this is going to be the best life I've ever had. This mm. is I'm going to accomplish everything that I want to accomplish I'm going to have I'm going to fall in love with the most beautiful man have the most beautiful children have the most beautiful marriage have a business with even more power and more impact and purpose and have so much fun while changing the world and leaving a legacy mm. you know like that is my oath to myself and like I just want to say whoever's out there whoever's on the fence of like you know that you're meant for more like you got this dream like fucking go for it go for it like give it everything that you have yeah yes I love that that's basically <laughs> what I try and you know preach and practice every day um this year it's year's... scary but it's like yeah. just, you know it's like what if what if I fall but what if you fly mm. you know like what's the worst thing that could happen and that's what I always start out what's the worst thing that happened oh, I could move to Thailand run out of money and I'd have to move home with my mom I'm like okay that's pretty good trade-off like you know, sometimes I'm like, what's the risk? I'm like, oh, I would actually die. I'm like, I'm willing to do this. Mm. I'm willing to do it because I know that the universe has my back so much. And I think that everyone needs to remember the universe wants you to win. Creator God source wants you to win. It doesn't, it hasn't forgotten about you. It doesn't want to punish you. It wants to reward you. It wants you to be happy. It wants you to succeed. 
And it's like, just know that like everything is happening for you and not to you. And the lessons and the pain that you're going through, it's all going to be for something. If you make it for something, if you take that risk. Sorry, I did cut you off. No, that was amazing. I'm so passionate. <laughs> no, that was so, so amazing. And I agree wholeheartedly. And that's something I realized a few years ago when um, I was in pretty much a rock bottom situation. I was trying to like work out, well, how can I make my life worthwhile? How can I maybe, maybe crawl out of this hole, pull this whole thing off? And I read this book, um, yeah, probably about five or six years ago called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware. And basically what I got from that book is the people who aren't afraid to die are the ones that truly lived. And I feel like if you find like find the thing that you are willing to die for and it will like give you so much life, it will really like rebirth you and morph you and transform you into the person that you came here to be and you know when you get to the end of your life you're not gonna regret not doing the scary thing because you thought it might be embarrassing if some people see you fail like someone questioned me about something the other day and i was like oh worst case scenario i'd have to move back to my hometown and everyone will be like oh she's back because she failed <laughs> and i'm like firstly they probably wouldn't actually say that because they probably wouldn't even notice or care yeah. and secondly like that's not that bad you know we can all live with a little bit of embarrassment and you know who cares like on your deathbed you're not going to be thinking about the embarrassing cringe thing you did when you were, you know, in your 20s or your 30s or whatever decade. You're going to be like, that was a wild ride. And I went on it. I strapped myself in and yeah. I went at 100 miles an hour. And yeah, here I am. And I'm I'm OK with that because I think so many people fear dying so they don't live. But it's quite the opposite. And I think someone yeah, said yeah. the other day that the only way to like defeat the fear of death is to be so engrossed and engaged in the present moment that death doesn't even enter the door. It's not even in the equation. And it's so amazing to witness you live in that way because that's how I try and live my life. I try all the new things i am really bad at the start and it is you know clunky and embarrassing and all those things but yeah you know you find the things that you love and the net result of fucking around and finding out is that you end up with this life that yeah. absolutely lights you up you're surrounded in the most beautiful place doing the most incredible things surrounded by crazy amazing like-minded community and you think holy shit i built this myself because i really went for it and exactly. so like my former self which was also in corporate also kind of just doing the things that society's like here's a little box you go in there and enjoy and i think like me you were like nah fuck the box we're here for some magic we're here for the big shit. we're here to dream big and actually go for it because the crazy thing is when you dream big and go for it 99 percent of the time you get it 
or you get something better or you get something equivalent like yeah, yeah it's just there's there's very little to lose and people are trapped in like a psychological cage of fear and what ifs yeah they look at the negative what ifs but what about the positive what ifs what yeah. if you know you find something that truly lights you up and work that energizes you that doesn't deplete you but that makes you feel more energized at the end of the day like these yeah. are the things that i've been finding lately because i've done the crazy yeah you know move cities and do all the things thing and yeah it's really it's really cool to connect with other people that clearly are so lit up by the things that you do and you're so passionate about it and that passion does inspire people to one look into cleansing look into the things you're talking about but also like follow whatever their heart has yeah. you know in store for them and i think it's yeah people like you that really set a really Aww. incredible example so thank you so much for thank being you. yourself and being Aww. being in the world as your full expressed self it's beautiful to witness and i'm so grateful for you taking the time to chat to me today yeah i'm so happy to be here yeah it's it's been a journey you know i'm not gonna lie it, it wasn't just as easy as moving home getting sick and then healing that and then taking off you know there was so much trial and error before that you know but i just knew that one day one day i was just going to get it right you know and that it was going to happen and yeah it's happened so yeah i i really hope that this just inspires you know at least just one person to just like take that risk like do that thing like be all in like feel that fire like let that fire fuel you especially coming into the new year as well mm. you know like what a perfect time to start like reflect on the year what are you letting go of what are you calling in like what don't you like about yourself and what you've done and how are you gonna how are you gonna make next year any different because I feel like next year is gonna be a really big year yeah for a lot of people like whew, I feel like it's like the people that have been doing the work and taking the risks next year is paying off. Oh, I've got goosebumps about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm sure it will be paying off for you in spades because you are such a bright, shining light in the world. So thank you so much again for your time and speaking to us. And you have already inspired me. So I'm sure you'll be inspiring everyone else that listens to this. So thank you thank so much for your time. Yeah, it's been such an honour. It's been so lovely hearing about your story and getting to meet you as well. So, yeah, it's been really nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lessons from Earth School. If you loved this episode, please leave a review on Spotify or iTunes and check out the show notes for more information on where to find us. See you in another episode.